the flavor you may need. Yes, 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 yes
um, in about eight states right now. But by 2015, uh, we hope that all the other states will come on board and, and different people are already reaching out to different states and uh, governments are aware and involved uh, in just taking the step to register under Asahon because there's a great need to come together and uh, deal with the issues relating to orphanages and orphans. Okay, so you want all the others in other states who are on their own to join your association? Definitely. Okay, um, how many orphanages or homes are members of Asahan nationwide and in Plateau State? In uh, Plateau State, we have about eight homes. Although I have two homes that have um, indicated and has started the process of just registering with us. So by the end of the year, will be 10 homes under Asohan. But nationwide, I, I am aware of 36 homes uh, that have registered legally. But I know Ondo, Oyo, and um, I think Ekiti uh, have registered some more homes. So as we speak, probably about 40-something, 40 43 or so. Mm, would you say that's a good number? Um, it's a good number, but it's not a good number. It's a good number because a couple of um, people have seen the need to come more. together and collaborate. But uh, because it's still a young organization, now Asahan started in 2009, so we're still basically new. And it's not every home that we see in every state that is registered. There are um, certain guidelines for you to join. And so uh, we're taking our time because you want the group or the association to be a group of credible um, organizations. That are, um, orphans and homeless people are often described as being voiceless. So as an association, how has Asahan's work given a voice to the voiceless citizens in society? Yes, um, we've done a lot of advocacy nationally. Um, in Abuja, we had um, a program on child trafficking and it was in collaboration with the Federal Ministry of Women Affairs and Social Development. Um, in Plateau State, we've had the Save the Plateau Child Project where we um, had a food drive. And then just a couple of weeks ago, we had another edition of that. And it was to commemorate the World um, Orphan Sunday, where we highlighted the needs of the orphan child. So basically advocacy and, and little programs here and there that just point to the need for people and uh, organizations to partner and to speak out against uh, the ills or violations of the rights of the child. Do you know of any associations out there doing the kind of work you do? Oh, yeah. Um, you have the um, Association of Orphanages and Vulnerable Orphans and Vulnerable Children, NGOs in Nigeria. That's AON. Then you have the Form 1, which is the Federation of Muslim uh, women associations in Nigeria. I know they've partnered with us and they're doing the same. You have the Plateau Peace Practitioners Network. They also do a lot of work um, when it comes to orphans. And then you have the um, the um, Queens. Have I mentioned Queens? No, the Christian Women for Excellence and Empowerment in Nigerian Society. And then we also have the Child Protection Network. So those are organizations that are doing similar 
things that we are doing. Okay, from which quarters do you get the greatest support or partnership? Would it be the private sector or government? <laughs> that's that's an interesting question. In terms of support, I would say that we're getting support both ways, but not to the level that we would want to. One, the government allows us and creates the enabling environment for us to exist. So that in itself is some support. And then individuals or private sector, they come alongside and then offer some aid, some intervention. So uh, basically, I wouldn't say right now there's one who is greater than the other. I would say that both of them, both sectors um, are providing support, but I think we can raise the standards higher and do much more than we're doing. Okay, the more help we get, the better. Mm -hmm. It is a good thing that Asahan has been involved in the plight of the orphans in the state. If you just tuned in, this is the NASCO Moments radio talk show, and today we're looking at the work of the Association of Orphanages and Homeowners in Caring for Orphans in Nigeria. Our guest is the coordinator of Asahan Plateau State Chapter. We'll take a quick commercial. More on the subject when we return. Mama Shakara, eh? this year she be still the shine on. <laughs> and now we don't fit. How manage? Ah, my sister. Now Brightex white detergent, oh. Brightex detergent not the fit cloth at all at all. And if they wash clothes clean, well, well, it gets power to come out all the nyama nyama stain and dirty no matter how it be. You not go chop and so? No, you not the chop and do. And it's good for washing machine too. Eh? Hmm. Mama Shakara, me too now Brightex detergent I go to use to wash all my clothes now. So that I go to shine, shine and scent, scent and make Shakara like you so. <laughs> Brightex white detergent, a quality product from NASCO. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. Welcome back from the break. Today we are discussing the activities of the Association of Orphanages and Homeowners in Nigeria, Asahan. And our guest is the coordinator of the Plateau State Chapter, Mrs. Sandra Chikan. Mrs. Chikan, you're the global coordinator of the Kingdom Kids Club. Tell us a little about this role and the impact it has had on you personally. Well, um, mine is kind of supervisory. I'm all, I coordinate projects and programs and um, implementation programs. Um, I do a lot of advocacy and resource mobilization. And uh, I'm a mom because I run a children's home. So basically, that's what I do. I'm the project director okay. of the organization. What impact has that had on me? It's, it, I think it's made me more compassionate and more patient because um, I see children who've come in traumatized from different backgrounds and it, it takes a lot of prodding just to get them to begin to speak and just uh, develop the confidence to relax and and enjoy the safety of the environment and then you can begin the healing process. So it's taught me to be patient and even more compassionate with um, with people. I thought I was compassionate, but when you hear a lot of stories about the things that children have been, it takes it to another level. Mm. So it's been tough, but it has helped me develop that. I can only imagine that. Um, what prepared you for this work? Uh, my, my childhood experience. I grew up as an orphan as well, so... Um, there's no better teacher than that. And so, life. yeah, life has, has made me more empathetic to orphans and to their work, and that prepared me. And I think God has put some love in our hearts for, for the kids. Mm -hmm. That has helped me. Um, 
Would you also say that is your motivation or is it something else? Basically, that has been my motivation. I always um, dreamt about the time when I would also help someone who was in the same situation that I was. So that has motivated me. I don't want people to um, experience the loss of a parent and then still experience rape or violence or abuse. No. It is difficult enough caring for one's own child or children. How are you able to take care of an orphan child with the same care, love and dedication as you would your own child? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you would say um, it's... I, I explain to people when you say it's difficult to take care of your child. There are people who love children, there are people who don't. There are people who just tolerate children and we're, we're wired differently. You mean I their think, own children? Yeah. Yes, I've met so many. I think that we're wired differently, and I think my own wiring <laughs> makeup is to love kids, even though I had to develop that towards the orphans. And I think, like I said earlier, God put that love in me towards the children. And then as, as you relate with the children, you see yourself in them, and you see the potential that the, that, that the child could have or the child has and can develop, and then you want to be a part of that. So that helps me develop the love for that child, even though they're not mine. And my kids are part of it, so it just it makes it family time. Seems to me you, you need a lot of patience to do this kind of work. A lot of patience, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, tell us your experience dealing with the personality or temperament of these orphans, given some of the very real emotions that being an orphan uh, comes with. Yes, um, you know, a research was carried out a couple of years ago and they tried to find out the basic need of a child and, and how attachment or temperament ha- helps the child. And they did a, this kind of research and they, they put some monkeys that had a, they had a wire cloth mother, then they had a wire mother. And so they put maybe about eight monkeys in the room and they fed all the monkeys with milk at the same time. And at the end of the day, the monkeys would all run to the cloth mother and cling to her, even though they all had the same milk, they all had the same support, but everybody moved to the mother. First thing that came out of that study was every child needs attachment. And the greatest way of drawing near to a child is contact, touch. And so when they did that, it it, uh, confirmed that a child needs touch. The second thing was they were wondering whether um, hunger was a, a big reason or a big drive that would make a child connect to a caregiver. And they found out that it's beyond hunger. It's basically attachment and the temperament of a child. And so as we have children coming in, one of the things that we see is some children are aggressive, some are, are very, very shy, some are very reserved, some always cry, some uh, wet their beds and they scream in the night. And we found out that those are results of you know, the separation with uh, the parents. And so when the children come, the first thing we want to do and the first thing we do is to start to touch them. We, we embrace them. We do a lot of hugging and I tell myself I'm a hugger. So I like to hug the children. I hug them and start speaking to them. And as we do that, the children begin to open up. And then we do have a trauma healing program called Tree of Life where we use a drawing of a tree to explain life and the child's 
um, situation. Once we do that, uh, we develop friendship with the child. The child is able to start opening up, speaking, and then the child gets a sense of safety in our present. Okay. Then we become, begin to deal with the aggression. So we've had kids who have come really aggressive, hateful, mm. and then we've seen some changes. Interesting. Um, what has been the greatest difficulty encountered in caring for the emotional needs of these orphans? Um, it takes time. Um, it takes time. Some kids come and they don't want to see anybody or talk to anybody. Uh, so for me, the greatest challenge has, has been just to connect with the child and make the child feel a felt need or felt sense of safety. Once you are able to do that and make the child feel comfortable in your presence, then uh, you have a headway. But that has been difficult. All right. What, uh, finally, before we end this segment, your greatest joy or reward from this work? Greatest joy, reward. You see a child malnourished. After a while, you see his cheeks um, round. You mm. see him running strong. Uh, that's my joy when I hear children call me mom who were not doing that I and mean, when I see a child who came in speaking Biram or Tarok and had no uh, clue of English or Hausa and now they're reading in English and then last week one of my sons um, sent me a mail and said mom I have just opened my Gmail account that is a reward <laughs> that sounds really exciting yeah we must commend your efforts and courage in doing what you do for the less privileged among us i'm sure your work is already inspiring our listeners to do more this is the nasco moments radio talk show we have to pay some bills after which we'll get into the concluding segment of today's show also we will be announcing the winner of the nasco trivia i'm sure you want to stay tuned for that Nasco Cube Sugar is your favorite choice sweetener made from natural sugar cane. It is a sweet flavor and provides energy. It can be used in tea, coffee, pack, conflicts, and a variety of beverages. Nasco Cube Sugar can be taken by anyone at any time of the day. Nasco Cube Sugar is fortified with vitamin A and liquefies very fast. Nasco Cube Sugar. Mmm, for that sweet taste. Nasco Cube Sugar, for that sweet taste. Nasco Cube Sugar, another quality product from Nasco. Welcome back from the break. It's time for the Nasco Trivia. Today's trivia is the second question of our three-part trivia. Listeners were also expected to answer true or false to this question. We had asked... NASCO does not belong to the fast-moving consumer goods industry. If you answered true, you couldn't be more wrong because that is the industry in which NASCO operates. Therefore, the correct answer is false. The first person to answer this question correctly is Gaya Jerry from Television in Kaduna State. Congratulations, Jerry. You have just won an assorted gift pack, courtesy of our good friends from NASCO. You'll have to collect your gift the next time you are in Joss. Please go to number 20 New Zara Terrace off New Crescent Hospital, Joss. Again, it's number 20 New Zara Terrace off New Crescent Hospital, Joss. You may also call 0703-722-0266 for more information 
on how to receive your prize. I'll take it again. 0703-722-0266. This is the final segment of today's show. We will wrap up our discussion on orphan care in Plata State and Nigeria. If you missed earlier introductions, our guest is the coordinator of the Association of Orphanages and Homeowners in Nigeria, Plata State Chapter, Mrs. Sandra Chikan. And we have heard a lot about what your personal contribution has been to these orphans in Plata State and by extension the entire country. I imagine you would love to see a situation where a lot more people are involved in sharing the burden that you share. So the question is, if you were given an if you were to give an honest assessment of the general disposition of society towards orphans, what would that assessment be? I, I think people are still unaware of the magnitude of the orphan crisis. Um, just in Plateau State alone in the past few months, the statistics we've received or we have based on um, the, just from the Association of Orphans and Vulnerable Children, just in Plateau State, we have a number of about 163,767 orphans right here in the state. And the number of kids in our orphanages put together is not more than a thousand you can see the ratio it is so people don't know um the extent of the problem and because they don't know they can't really intervene Mm -hmm. and some people know but um their their knowledge is limited to a yeah that's a, a, a boy or a girl whose parents are dead and and well we have so many in the community there's nothing more we can do we don't realize if you can help one you save one so i think that um, society needs to be sensitized more awareness need to be, needs to be created on the orphan care crisis there are probably so many people who would help if they knew exactly what to do yes um there's a lot to do you can either foster you can adopt you can visit an orphanage you can share your food you can come and take a child out you know for lunch you can uh, volunteer and you can mentor a child I would imagine that other than creating a physical atmosphere for the orphan to thrive another major concern will be the transition phase when a child is old enough to leave a home and start his or her life what is the exit phase like for orphans when they get to this point how do you prepare them for life Basically, you know, an orphanage or a home is not the best place for a child. It can never be. I run an orphanage and I know it's just temporary. It's a stopgap. And I wish that just like in Africa, we always say that uh, there are no orphans in Africa. That has been eroded. We used to have the kinship um, form of uh, foster care where relatives die and, and uh, parents die and relatives take on the child. And so the child grow up, grows up in a home, but now we don't have that. And so for us, the exit phase is we're working with our partners to provide what they call a hope house where children above um, 16, 17, uh, 16 are able to find a place where they receive vocational skills, training, and then ultimately go to the university and have a life of their own. Okay, um, how can individuals and organizations be a part of orphan care? Um, I, I mentioned earlier, you can foster, you can adopt, uh, you can help in vocational skills, mm-hmm. training, you can help in trauma counseling. There's so much to do. Just uh, but We know like where to go. Can you give us an yes. address or a number or something? Yes, um, I can give my number and the number is 70 
and our office that's my office kingdom kids is just besides sky bank british america okay um looking at the near future what are some proposed activities and projects that asahan is hoping to undertake um yeah we're looking to do a lot of advocacy we're looking to have some community response initiatives where the community takes ownership of these children we'll continue with our food drive soap drive just immediate intervention but long term we're looking to the community to take ownership of these children okay um to run an organization such as this obviously requires a great deal of funding in any given year how much does it cost on average to keep the homes that are members of asohan um i can't give you a straight figure because different homes have different numbers of children but it runs between 24 million in a year to about 100 million that's a lot of money that is a lot of money mm, how do you do how do you get your funding um we get our funding through like food drives through um the concert we had the save the plateau project and then organizations and individuals come alongside and then we do have ministry partners uh, for kingdom kids but asohan as a whole is looking for uh budgetary allocation from the government okay, to support we, that as we round up would you say um government has been dedicated in providing interventions to orphans and orphanages um dedicated i don't know if that's the word but they've done they're, they're trying uh we've done trainings with them they monitor and evaluate orphanages from time to time so they do their little bit okay we know they can't do everything so oh but there's so much more for everyone else to do though so much more all right um mrs chikan thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us today um listener i hope that after hearing today's episode you'd have been stirred to lend a voice and a hand in contributing in one way or the other to the welfare of orphans in plateau state or wherever you may find yourself in the country remember you can uh, be a part of orphan care you can call the number 0703796015 or go to the kingdom kids club beside skybank british america jos as always it's been another very interesting episode of the nasco moments radio talk show and we thank you for listening stay in touch with your favorite household brand visit www.nasco.net and follow nasco at Nasco Group. The Nasco Moment show has been brought to you by Nasco. It was created by Unimark Limited Marketing Communication Consultants. Executive Producers Nasco Marketing Department. Producers Harun Audu and Joshua Tongman. Till we come your way again next week, remember that if each one can reach one, it is only to be imagined the impact we can make in our society. My name is Rudyan. Have a lovely weekend.